Welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast, sponsored by Sub70 Golf. Sub70 Golf is the number one direct-to-consumer golf equipment company based out of Sycamore, Illinois. By cutting out middlemen and unnecessary overhead, Sub70 products are roughly half the cost of other OEMs. Everything is custom-built, and they typically have one- to two-week turnaround times. With a full equipment line from driver through putter and options for everyone, go check out Sub70 Golf at golfsub 70 Com. All right, folks, welcome back to episode 22. We are back, and we are back better than ever. Rob, how are we doing? Good. What's going on, Tom? Not much, man. We had an interesting tournament uh, end today. Well, yeah, today's Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's our normal recording night. Um, we were gifted. I don't know. I don't know about it, gifted, but... Yeah, it, it, was, it was so confusing trying to watch coverage. You know, Friday, Saturday, between everything, and then going back to last year's rain delay, watching last year's coverage. I kind of didn't like it, but obviously paid off for like today and yesterday with just a ton of golf. You know, thousand percent agree with you. On Saturday, I had no idea what was going on. Like, I had to look at the leaderboard. I looked at TV. I'm like, what round is this? And then I wasn't sure if it was like, the second round of the day or the first round. And then I kept going back and forth to your point. Yeah. Super frustrating, but I mean, well, I just, I wish they had, I mean, cause they had a lot of cool updates to the graphics, right. This year, it seemed like they had like little things here and there that kind of added a little bit of value. And I kept on thinking on Saturday, I'm, I'm sure it would have been a pain in the ass and probably that's why they didn't do it. But I wish they were able to tell you like, you know, this is JT's round one. This is, right. you know, so-and-so's round two, because that's where I kept on getting confused at where who finished round two and who didn't even start round two yet, you know? Yeah, super confusing. Um, I even went back and watched a little bit of it last night. Yeah, I watched last or yesterday's coverage. Uh, I watched most of it during real time, and then I caught the, the second end of it at, like, 11 o'clock last night on the map just because I wanted to know what was going on. Um, I was actually like, I needed some type of answer to like where, like where things transpired throughout Saturday, Sunday, you know, stuff mm-hmm. catch. So anyways, um, today was insane. I mean, yeah, I, the back. every time I know every time you turned around to see, you know, what the leaderboard was, you know, you had five tied, or I thought Cam Smith was going to run away with it in the beginning after his hard, his hot start. And it was just because what he birdied wow. the first four holes, yeah. right? Just nuts. And then freaking yeah. Keegan coming out of nowhere. That was awesome too. I like Keegan. Yeah. The back nine was, it was bananas. I mean, honestly, it, yeah, the, the tournament gets talked about a lot as the fifth major. It showed it, you know, down the stretch. Like the last six, seven holes were awesome. I mean, you had what four guys at one point at eight or nine, and then Cam kind of, you know, took a lead there. He was up what two at the most at one point. He was at thirteen, I think. Somebody was at maybe he was up three at one point. Anyhow, um, yep. That gap kind of closed, like you said. Keegan came around, and then. Dude, I felt so bad. He so on 18. Did you see? So he went from 
earning like 1.5 to like 800k. Keegan, right? Yeah, basically half his earnings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, guys. So then you had Casey's, you know, ball run into a divot, right. which was nuts. I mean, that was a horrible break because he looked like he was coming too, you know. So then he had Camp Smith and Driver on 18. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did that. Yeah, but here, here's here's the thing. Like, I to me, like the whole, you know armchair quarterback thing yeah sure like what the right play was to do is probably hit three wood but guess what if he if he which he did he pulled driver right if he smokes driver down the middle of the fairway then he gets praised you know what i mean so it's like yeah but his tee shot on 16 right you know that that was that looked like one of us that looked like me from friday night yeah (laughs) yeah i mean he yeah, to your point. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, he didn't really hit driver well. Um, but kind of what I'm saying is if if the result was sure, there, then people would have been like, you know, this guy is just like Yeah, they praising him. Yeah, he's stone cold. But yeah, I mean he should have went um what was it? Phil at Pebble when Phil went like seven iron, seven iron wedge. <laughs> Remember that? Um and then you got what's his name? Uh Lari, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, talk about balls. That guy throws a nuke down the the middle of the fairway, and then I just felt so bad for him coming up short. I mean, that, oh yeah, that ball goes like four more yards. It it, it essentially ends up like where Gim's ball ends up. You know, right. this is that slope, and you know, then we have a playoff. Um, mm-hmm. Seventeen was bananas all weekend. I mean, how about Cam Smith? You know, his 17 tee shot. Ridiculous. Yeah, go, going right at it. Reminded me of uh, Ricky when he went right at it. Yeah. As soon as he hit it, I was like, oh, no. I'm like, we're going, we're going to play. I love that ball was so far right. Well, yeah, with the shot tracer, it kind of made you think it was a little bit right. It yeah. was like, because then JT put his in the water, too, and hit the same shot tracer, you know. Right. But yeah. What did you think about the whole burger situation? So I, I was going to bring that up. That's that's similar to um, stuff that happens more so like with amateurs, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, you know, I mean, you kind of got to go with the majority there. You know, although, yeah, although him as the player seeing his own line, knowing his own shot shape, you know, it is what it is. And like you said, the, the shot tracer, like, you can't really depend on that thing. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it blows. But, I mean, you kind of go to – well, you have to go with, you know, the, the majority from your playing partners. If they're like, no chance you you crossed up there, it just – it kind of is what it is, you know? Yeah. I just – I was kind of caught off guard of, you know, Holland being the nice guy that he stood up the way he did, you know, just, you know – Right. No confrontation, you know, type deal thing. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because you know you didn't get to see it. I guess it was just on what the ESPN Plus coverage. You yeah. didn't get to see the argument, so seeing the video on Twitter was um, interesting. Well, this same situation, Swains is gonna shout out Swains and <laughs> and, and the Brozark boys uh, in the Ozarks uh, last year. The same situation happened on literally 
like 17 or 18. Um, we were playing a money game, obviously, and I was playing against Swains, and Swains roped one, and it duck hooked left, and I called OB like 120 yards shorter than where he thought it went out. So there was a bit of a heated argument, um, a little bit more than that, nothing physical on on my behalf, but yeah, it got it got out of control. But that's you know, it you kind of got to default you. Yeah, you have to default to your playing partner, and obviously we didn't have like an official. But even that official was was pretty vanilla. He was like, oh, "Yeah, you didn't want any part of it." He was like, "Yeah, wherever, wherever you think it went out, like, don't you do your job and and say no, it went out here, right? You no, know, and, and be, you know, uh, a little bit more forward." But yeah, I mean, I think I think Berger, you know, handled handled it well afterwards too. For like mm-hmm. what, what happened, you could tell he kind of didn't want to kick any dust up like with Hovland or, you know, he kind of owned it and said, you know, it's just kind of a a unique situation. And, you know, I respect what those guys said. So um, who had a better hole one celebration, Shane or Hovland? I like Shane's. I, I wish there was a bigger crowd for Hovland's, but yeah, Shane's was good. Yeah, Shane's is awesome. I uh, I gave him a little yell too. Um, Hovins is good just because you know Streelman kind of left him hanging and he ended up picking. That was him. funny. Yeah, but Shane's was just like so authentic and like the guy had a shitting grin on his face for like five minutes. I can't believe he threw the ball away. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was um, a good way to get the crowd hyped up. Yeah, yeah, man. The players was was awesome you know down to the finish again i mean cam smith going in the water 18 crazy punch out but then you know a 54 degree wedge or no i take that back i don't know wedge he hit but he was like 52 or 54 yards out you know essentially that's a a three and a half million dollar wedge right there and he sticks it you know that's super impressive um but yeah, yeah, that I just that punch out as soon as uh, they said on the you know on the commentary, oh no, that's too fast, that's too hard. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. But I mean, just in general, the whole tournament, like the wind from Saturday, like how many top players missed the cut, or how what Jordan, for example, what shot even, or was he two under the first round and then went to what plus nine or so in the second round or whatever that crazy is, but the the whole huge difference or Colin or all that is just insane. Right. I mean, even Saturday when you, when you had four of the top players in the world, all go in the water one after another, like Brooksy, then Xavier, mm-hmm. that was, that was hilarious. And then of course you get, you know, golf Twitter just exploding, you know, guy like Brandel, you know, talking about the whole, this should be unplayable and blah, blah. I'm like, dude, give it a break. I mean, and then look, look what happened today. Like, obviously, you know, that became a, a pivotal point and, you know, Cam went right at it. But, yeah, the whole – that was my issue this week is the, is the whole thing with, with 17 and the people dogging it and saying it's just, like, a completely bad hole. It's – I won't say it's a great hole, but I think it it definitely brings um, something to the tournament, especially with those like three or four ending holes. Like 
you know, it, it's obviously a huge green. It all, it all, it's all dependent on where that flag's at. But, you know, if you really wanted to, you could hit the, the middle of the green probably nine out of 10 times minus the whole wind factor. Right. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the hole, but you got a lot of architects on Twitter who are saying that the, the hole should be redesigned and it, it should go away and blah, blah, blah. It's like, give me a break. Hmm. I mean, it's its identity. So that's kind of hard to, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I was reading, I think that's one of the most like, you know, photographed holes in all of golf. So I enjoy it, but I, I think, to be honest, I think, you know, 16 and 18 are just as good. Yeah. I mean, 18's, a, I mean, yeah, you're right. 18's a tough tee shot as we saw by many of the guys. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of a recap, players was awesome. Definitely didn't disappoint. Um, this week we got the Valspar. Mm-hmm. That um, you know shapes up like the rest of the, uh, the tournament so far this year. I mean, it's been crazy. I think we've had what like one kind of runaway winner. That was about it. If that. Yeah, I mean it, they have been some good tournaments so far. Be curious to see what Burns does next week because isn't that what his first win last year? Was it Valspar? Yeah. Was it? Quick question about Valspar. Do you think I always wondered? I probably could just look it up on Google, but does the Caddies Union have like a deal with them? Since like a majority of them wear those hats all year round. That's got to be right. Yeah, that's a good question. I would assume so, probably. So yeah, that yeah, that's a good question. I'd like to know that. Um speaking of good times, we had a great time over this past weekend, Rob. Yeah, we Friday out. night was awesome. Yeah, Friday night we were out at the new 70, that sub 70s new fitting center. It was their their soft opening. Um we got invited out, and that place is just ridiculous. I mean, you guys are going to have a chance to, you know, uh, schedule your your fittings there and, and what have you. And I, like I said on on Twitter and, and IG, I would not wait to book your uh, to book your fitting. That place is going to be booked solid for probably upwards of like six months out. Yeah, I mean, I kept on joking with the people there. Like, if we weren't, if we were closer, I, I would be trying to be there constantly. Yeah, it's it, it honestly blows away every indoor golf facility place I've been to. Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole vibe, the whole, you know, the bays, the putting green, just everything was awesome about it. Yeah. And the cool part is too, is like, you know, hopefully when we were talking to them, we could do something down there, you know, cause they're going to be able to rent it out and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Jay, uh, Jay even mentioned, he said, you guys should have an event here. I said, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's unreal. I mean, the, the front of the house is like, you know, a little lounge area slash retail shop. And then you have the two massive hitting bays, super roomy, uh, really nice turf, you know, great technology and two huge bays. Um, you know, a lot of different interchangeable um, equipment, racks, sub 70 racks that they could switch you out with, you know, shafts, drivers, everything. Uh, like that. Then you got the putting green 
in the back with all of their their uh, lines of putters and then their little bar and then even another area you know in the back there by the uh the fireplace to, to kind of kick back and and chill out but yeah the the whole the whole aspect of it and in, in what it's meant for couldn't have been like done any better i mean they knocked it out of the park yeah i mean literally putting green for example they literally like you said had their whole line out but the cool part was it wasn't just like you know the 10 or 11 putters they have they had you know the models with different grips on there so you can get a feel for what you want to do you know stuff like that that you like same thing for the wedges they had all you know staff bag full of wedges to you know dial in the one that you like stuff like that so all the little things they did is you know it speaks for themselves where you know they really care about your experience and getting the club that you want the clubs that you want and walk out of there being happy so right that's their whole thing is you know is the experience so they want you to- and then watching that dude from the kfc yeah uh, right. oh dude oh. made me want to stop playing golf to yeah. be honest with you bryce emery was mashing balls um literally carrying ball like 330 um just like there wasn't enough room on the range you just kept hitting it in the woods um yeah but the place is is phenomenal we'll definitely set something up there in the future um i'm assuming probably like you know a west side tour kind of demo day maybe or maybe we'll do like a a post scramble party there or something we'll we'll, we'll set something up there but uh, yeah yeah unbelievable time super fun uh we were talking about on saturday while we were watching the coverage we said hey we should go back to sub 70 and watch <laughs> i know watch today's coverage instead of going to south side parade you could be sitting at uh, the 70 watching some golf right right so <clears throat> yeah and they got their new line coming out which they just talked about so that's exciting stuff too yeah. Those irons were pretty sweet, the 659s. So. I was going to say the 659s, they're coming soon, and they uh, they look ridiculous. Um, they felt pretty good. I'm at uh, the three models, and, I, and uh, Casey was like, hey, just try the blade. And I'm like, I can never hit a blade. I can't. And then he goes, once you hit a blade and you hit a good, you'll never want to go back. And yeah. I think two of them, I hit pretty good. I was like, oh, man, that, that does feel freaking different. It was crazy. You could barely feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I uh, I don't miss that to be honest. <laughs> it was nice. It is nice when you flush them, but it's it's far and few between. But when you do, it's like you never even hit it. It's crazy, um, right? But yeah, another great episode. Uh, we're jumping into the Northside Tour schedule this year, or mm-hmm. episode, I should say. So we'll dive right into that and the north side tour kicks off same date as the west side tour they run their schedules parallel uh south side tours offset both of those but the first event on the north side tour they go out to pine meadow and pine meadow is a great track pine meadow is a preserve course and actually i found this out recently guess who owns pine meadow golf I would give you a thousand guesses and you would never guess it. Is it a group or just? It's a group. Just a, 
It's the Wait, there's a guy. It's the what? It's a group, and I'll give you a hint. Okay. The group who owns it owns the most real estate in Illinois, if you know who that is. I do not. Who is it? The Archdiocese. They own Pine Meadow? Correct. Come on. Swear to God. Okay. Not surprising. I mean, the Archdiocese, among a lot of things, have their hands in some places they shouldn't. <laughs> a golf course is probably one of them. Uh, Pine Meadow is a great track. Pine Meadow, know what Pine Meadow is? It's a nicer, well-kept George Dunn. That's what Pine Meadow is. That's what, that's what George Dunn should be. So, you know, George Dunn has a great layout. Pine Meadow does too. It's just Pine Meadows and it's always in fabulous shape. It's super fun layout. Uh, but yeah, it's the George Dunn of the North side, but much nicer. Interesting. Yeah. And then number two, uh, the second event, they head out to Wilmette. Wilmette is a track that's on my radar because Wilmette just got redone. There was a reno there last year. I think it took a year and a half, um, but it's supposed to be phenomenal. So hmm. they go out to Wilmette for the Masters. So like I said, that's on my radar. I'm probably going to head out there for that one um, just because I heard it's it's a great course. It's always in great shape. And now with the, with the reno, I can only imagine what it is now. So that's the Masters. Then for, excuse me, event three, they head out to Countryside. Countryside has been on our Northside tour schedule the last two years. Um, that in the sister course of Thunderhawk. So Countryside, Thunderhawk, and there's another one that belonged to that park district, and I, I can't remember it. But anyhow, Countryside has two courses, 36. They have the prairie course and they have the traditional course. We are playing the prairie course. Uh, countryside is awesome. Countryside is, from what I remember, it's pretty tight. Um, kind of linksy, pretty tight, really good shape. I remember the greens were, were awesome. They ran really well. Kind of uh, super quick and, and thin or thinner. You know, not as, as fluffy as, as some of these greens. Overall, sure. great track. Um, then for the fourth event, the Preserve at Oak Meadows, a staple of the north side. And another course that's been on our, our schedule for many years. Um, and that is the Preserve at Oak Meadows. Uh, another preserve course, but another course that shouldn't be overlooked. I mean, the Preserve is up there with the stone walls and the other public tracks up north because the preserve delivers and it's fairly, well, it is affordable. That's for sure. Um, it's just a overall, it's a, it's an all around great track. And then for the fifth event for the second major of the year, the PGA championship, Northsiders head out to Stonewall Orchard. Stonewall Orchard is probably, if not the top one, top two, top three public course of the north side. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something I want to. 
definitely check out for sure. Stonewall? Yeah, looking over the course view and everything. Looks sick. Stonewall is awesome. Kind of reminds me of a little bit more lengthy prairie landing. It's got some water on there, it looks like. (laughs) A lot of water. It's a great track. Um, I haven't been up there in probably three, four years. Um, It was just, well, not just. It was redone a while ago. Maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Um, But all in all, I mean, Stonewall is, it's stupid good. Like I said. It looks it looks sick. Yeah. For sure. It's it's always ranked in like the top probably 10 public courses in the state, maybe even lower than that. Um, and then they head out for the sixth event at a place I've never played before, and that's Buffalo Grove. Uh, I've played in a few outings there before. Really? Yeah, uh, a few years ago. But um, it's – you know what I feel like? I feel like it's um, – gosh, damn it. Why well, can't think of it? The course off Ireland on the south side, Water's Edge. I feel like it's like a Water's Edge. We don't say that course on this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. The course we say that, like, so I'm a Michigan fan, and we don't say the the team in Ohio. Um, Water's Edge is the last time we'll say that. We're going to say the course on Harlem. So the course on Harlem that charges 80 bucks during March. Um <coughs> It reminds you of that, huh? <laughs> if that's the case, then it's <sighs> it's got to be good. It's not. It's no. It was. It's a. It's a fun course. It's definitely got um, some of the holes have smaller greens, if I remember right. But it's see, a nice setup. See the course on Harlem. I enjoy that layout a lot. Um, it's just you know, it's not. <laughs> Uh, the best well kept, but the layout is unbelievable in my opinion. I think there's mm-hmm. a ton of fun holes there. So if that's the case, I'm going to be looking uh, looking forward to get out to uh, to Buffalo Grove. I can tell you, the guys at Buffalo Grove who, who I've dealt with the last two years, they couldn't be nicer. So I'm sure that's a reflection of the course. Yeah, uh, I think they do a lot of um, they have you know do a lot of charity stuff out there, which is nice. So gotcha. And then they head out to the third major in the seventh event of the year. Another, you know, top five course in the state. And that is Thunderhawk for the U.S. Open. Thunderhawk is a beast. Um, yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, it's super pretty. Um, target golf, but nonetheless, it's a great, it's a great track. Um, Thunderhawk. I want to say is a Trent Jones Jr. course. Unless I'm confusing that with something else. Are you looking at it now? Yeah, I'm on there right now. I don't see that. It's so. Design- oh, you are right. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I thought- so this Robert Trent Yeah. 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 Great track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a hike from, from the south side, but it's worth every minute. Um, it's just. It's super well done. There's a lot of different. Um, it's a signature sanctuary course. Okay. A lot of different uh, elevation changes. Like I said, a lot of target golf, but nonetheless, great track. 
Um, then for the eighth event, they had a looks like Stonewall Arch- Orchard. Kind of reminds me from the pictures by the water. water. Yeah, yeah, not as not as linksy, but yeah. Um, and then they head out to the eighth event, and that's at Chevy Chase. So Chevy Chase is a course that I played years ago. Um, haven't been out there lately, but the guys who I talked to that played it last year said it was in great shape. So hopefully that's the case this year. Um, have you played Chevy Chase at all? I have not. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to get out there. Um, and then they head to the ninth event and the last major of the year, which besides, is, be, yeah, besides Blackstone, this is um, the course. Yeah. Besides Blackstone on the West side tour, the only other course that I'm more excited to play is Shepherd's Crook. And that's the open championship. I've heard nothing but great things about Shepherd's Crook. Um, I hear they literally have the top greens in, in Illinois. Um, I heard their green complexes and undulations are just ridiculous. Um, once, once I was sent over pricing for Shepherd's Crook, my jaw hit the floor. It is ridiculously reasonable. I mean, you're talking like 33 bucks on the weekday. Really? Um, Yeah. I mean, it helps that it's not really anywhere near the city. So that's obviously, you know, a big draw. Um, they could obviously mess around with, with pricing. So it, again, it's, it's one of the, I'm, I'm assuming it's one of those courses out in the boonies that like, once you get there, you're like, holy shit, how have I never played here? You know, yeah, like, these photos are insane. Yeah. It looks, it looks bananas. Um, and then, so we're, we're definitely playing Shepherd's Crook. Um, and then they head out to the 10th event at Sunset Valley. Sunset Valley was not on our, our schedule last year. It's new. It's new to the tour this year. We tried to get it on there last year. Scheduling didn't work out. So we're super pumped to have Sunset Valley on the schedule. I have never played there. Don't know a whole lot about it. Um, from their website and from the picks and everything like that, it looks ridiculous. And I've I've read you know many uh, many articles on it. I've looked at plenty of reviews on it. Like I said, it it looks insane. So I think that's probably another one that's going to be on the uh, the bucket list. Mm-hmm. And then for the playoff, they head out to Palatine Hills, another course I've never played. Just from looking at the website. It almost reminds me of like a Michigan course or a Wisconsin course. Just how the club, yeah. mm-hmm. just how the clubhouse is kind of set up. Uh, looks for some reason the pictures just look very friendly. It just looks like a friendly place. Um, kind of looks like a, another course that's maybe tucked away uh, off the road or or what. That's just me assuming. But um, and then for the championship. They have a hell of a championship. One of the one of the top public courses, you know, uh, on North Side there. So they head out to Glencoe. I have never played Glencoe. Glencoe is supposed to be pretty much a private country club. 
but it's not. Um, judging from the pictures and people that have referred it to me, it was going to be at first, it was going to be the masters and then scheduling didn't work out. And then we circled back and we were able to get them for the championship. So couldn't be more, more excited for that. Um, have you ever been Glencoe? I have not, to be honest with you. I need to start getting up north more, though. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. I mean, there's there's a ton of gems up there, man. I mean, yeah, that is your 2022 20, Northside Tour schedule. Um, the Northside Tour, like I said, <clears throat> kicks off same time Westside Tour does. Their championship is actually a week earlier so that you know, we could be there for the West Side Tour Championship, which is the week yeah. after. So they're the 1st of October. Correct. 10-1. And then following um, following 10-1, you have 10-8, which is the West Side Tour. And then 10-15 is the Ryder Cup. <clears throat> so that pretty much completes the, 2020, the 2022 uh, schedules. Um, mm -hmm. again, probably, I think the schedules, in my opinion, just with like the, the additions of, you know, Blackstone, Shepherd's Crook, Whitetail Ridge. I mean, the schedules are literally absolutely stacked this year. Um, I think every, yeah, I mean, every tour, everybody I think is going to enjoy, you know, the courses laid out. So I'm pretty excited for everybody, you know to get out there and see what, you know, because everybody says like last year, ever since this has been started, it's nice to play new courses, courses that you thought you wanted to play, but never had a chance or courses you've never heard of. And you get to see all this now. So I think this is going to be tough to beat next year. Yeah. When you're saying, you know, change it out four or five, I'm like thinking to myself, I don't know, man, these ones are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the great thing about, you know, um, finding these little hidden gems is you never know what we'll find, you know, uh, off season this year to, to add that's true. to 2023, but that's true. Yeah. Um, so I need to, I meant to ask you going back to the players, you know, coverage, because Vince would probably kick me for not asking you, what'd you think of golden boy? Hated it. You didn't like it? Awful. So Vince's his Drew is his college teammate from Knox College. They play golf together. Drew's an awesome guy. He runs um, I think it's called the famous group, or he's top, one of the top guys there. His company's the one that did it. So they he showed, you know, it was it was awesome to see all the hard work they put in to have something like that. I I didn't hate it. I thought it was a, a cool concept. The, the Twitter world was pretty funny with it, though. Yeah, I just – I kept quiet. I, I Okay, I'll give you this. When it first came up, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, it reminded me of, like, the Golden Globes, right? Or, like, the Emmys or whatever that is, you know. Um, are we talking about the same thing here? When the trophy came to life? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, like, the Golden Globes or whatever, I feel like that's been done before. I never watched that stuff, so yeah, I'll take your word for it. Either, yeah, I'm not like a huge <laughs> award show, but I'm I'm just saying I feel like that's been 
done before. And when it you, you're out, telling me right now, you didn't get excited when he redid Tiger's putt. I was just going to say that that's where that's where it got a little obnoxious. You um, didn't see Tiger's reaction though. Yeah, I saw it. I just I, I thought at that point it was already overdone. And then did you did you see Golden Boy swing? Yeah, at seventeen. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Like, you know, they just took some guy. They're like, "Hey, uh, hey, come here, man. Just take a swing with this golf club." And then they just made that. No, they, no, they supposedly they took swings from different players to make one. Well, somebody, <laughs> somebody who wasn't a golfer made that swing because that swing was. It was. Did you see how much he de, de- accelerates? Listen, I'm not one to talk about somebody's swing because I have probably the ugliest golf swing. Yeah, it's 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 up there. But yeah. I'm no golf coach. I'm just saying the the swing was a bit iffy for Golden Boy. Um, yeah, I just I thought Golden Boy got too much airtime. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't I don't mind it, you know, especially like you know the first couple times he came up cool whatever the the whole tiger reenactment putt was that's where i drew the line in the sand and i said all right golden boy get off my tv so speaking of speaking of let's talk about how awful the commentary is on espn plus so yeah where they find those guys i know the one the one woman was a former player. Uh-huh. She still is. Yeah. Um, yep. Like, and then I know Steve's on there, but like, who? It sounds like, you know, it sounds like us being on ESPN Plus commentary. They're like, "Oh, hey, did you uh, did you happen to see where that one went?" No, I didn't. And they're just like, you know, like I said, call me old fashioned. I like Zinger, and I like. You, so you like Zinger. Dude, I love the CBS. Man. I love the CBS broadcasting. Minus the know, CBS or the NBC or the NBC, whatever. I mean, honestly, I like both. I like, I like Nance, I like Faldo. I like. There's something about the the tone and like the I don't know how you get like the nostalgia, I guess of the, sure of those voices, right? So like, you know, why I think I think Zinger is a little bit too much. Like I don't I love the golf channel's coverage. Like prior today, earlier before like Zinger and them got on, yeah. I enjoy that. Zinger is just a little bit too much for me. Zinger is a little much. Um, Zinger loves Zinger, um, but I do see. I want I want guys who play. Sure. No, I I agree with that. I want the insight. From like those guys, like Bones, like Bones is awesome. So is is it Chris Woods or whatever the the former caddy for um, Kucher? Because he's out there too. Yeah, I forgot. I don't he know. was good. Yeah, I don't so. know his his name, but like the gay is good too. Yeah, Moda's great. Um, see, I like I like all those guys. Sure, some guys like sometimes bother me. Like I love Ferdy, but like Ferdy could be kind of overwhelming like if you listen to a full day like if you're just a complete pile on the on the couch all day 
like Faraday gets overwhelming after like two, three hours, right? I'd take Faraday over Zinger. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I'm just saying like anybody in mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. small doses. But sure. the ESPN Plus team is horrendous. I mean, it. it's like they just threw these guys in a studio and they're like, yeah, hey, just find some, like figure it out. Like there's no script or anything like they don't get well, it. I do. What is it? So, cause it's really PGA tour live. They're commentators from last year, but obviously now that they're partnered with ESPN plus, but is it coach? Is, it, is that his name? I do like him. Who? And PGA. I think his his, they call him coach. I think he's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I remember like, even like, uh, was Tariko on for the majors last year? I don't know. I think he was. With- he was good this weekend, though. I like him. Yeah, I like Tariko. I like Nance. I like all those guys. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, there's something about the old school, especially like during nap time. I feel like I'm just so used to those voices that I could like kind of just nod off and then come back, open my eyes, and golf's still on. And yeah, I mean, anyway. Still taking naps? Still taking naps? You're still taking naps? Yeah, well, do you you're just too manly and masculine. You don't take naps. No, I. I mean, my kids are past nap time. They don't nap anymore, so therefore, I don't nap anymore. Like even if they're out in the yard, like away for the day, you're not taking a nap. Mm-mm. I love a good nap. I think it just recharges you. So, what time do you go to bed at night then? Uh, my schedule is a little weird right now. But oh, okay. normally, I don't know. Normally, like, I'm an early bird. Normally, I'm in bed by, like, 10. Yeah, like, upset. his name is Jonathan Coachman, so they call him Coach. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, back to the nap thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I get adequate amounts of sleep. Okay. Uh, That's good. Sorry. Well, I guess we're we're done with this. Nap. I guess naps are are overrated. No, no. Maybe it's the jealousy coming from me since my kids don't nap anymore. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, well, I try to nap when when uh, our daughter goes down, but rare, rarely does that happen. It's more so like when I'm alone. Uh, I just kind of nod off. I don't plan to take a nap. I mean, it just happens naturally. <laughs> Yeah, you're catching a lot of heat here for taking a nap. I mean, I'm sure there's all, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that love a good nap. Um, I know one guy in particular. He does not listen to this, by the way, but Nature Man loves a good nap after school. Um, anyhow, that that brings us into the top three round. Are you ready for the top three? I am ready for the top three. So seeing so seeing that what was the payout? Three point something million dollars, right? Cam made? Three point six. Three point six. What are the top three things you would buy with your check of three point six million dollars? Am I a first time winner? Yes. Good call. First time winner. So you just won the players, first time winner. You just got a check for three point six million dollars. How long have I been on the PGA tour? Jesus. Um, a lot that goes into this answer. Sure. Rookie season. Rookie season. Okay. Um, 
I'm assuming I've made a little bit of money so far on the season. So I would, yes. pay, I would yes. pay down, I would pay down the rest of my house. Okay. That hasn't been done already. Um, sure. Basically I would pay down all of that. Right. So car, sure. house, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm pretty tight, so I'm not buying anything crazy. I'll probably, you know, I'd, I'd more look forward to like a great dinner than anything. Sure. So, yeah. A nice steak dinner, you know, with the old lady, maybe, you know, probably smaller purchases, you know, maybe like a nice watch or, mm-hmm. you know, a new suit or something along those lines. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go number three. I would say pay off debt. Number two, I would say a nice dinner. And then number one, I would say probably a nice deposit into the family fund. So like, you know, if I was taking care of my mom or like Mm -hmm. anybody in the, Anybody in the close knit family, sure, I'm sure is is eating eating good too. Sure. How about you? I mean, you went the grown up way. I was going more the. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably buy buy a house if I didn't have one already. Slash, probably pay off my mom or my parents' house if they're still that. But two would be like the same thing. I buy I buy a nice watch for myself. Right. If um if we weren't you know if you didn't have a deal already with that type of deal but yeah the watch and then don't, I always thought about hold on, hold on don't say you're number one yet can we, okay can I guess your number one sure go ahead shoes <laughs> yeah I buy the rarest Jordans no no that's actually dang it now you got me thinking about that too no I would I always thought about like what if you won the Masters right or any major what would you do? Same thing goes with this. I think the number one thing I would do right away is grab my closest guy friends, right? Get a get a net jet and fly to Vegas and stay to stay in Vegas for a long weekend. A Put everybody call. up and just just go nuts. That's a great call. Great call. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially early on, I'm sure that's what a lot of you know, well, at least back in the day, that's what a lot of younger players sure. were doing. Um, right. Yeah, that's a great call, though. I mean, that's probably my honorable mention is to gather up all the, you know, the old school. Oh boys. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Just get out of get out of private jet and just just go have fun, man. Yeah, go, you know, almost like a. Uh, I always bring the priority, but it's you have millions of dollars to waste. Yeah, right, right. They also, you know, I see I would be, you know, the next, not the next day, but after it hit my account, I would be sickened by the taxes that I have to pay on that. Sure. So obviously these guys are subcontractors. So you're looking at what almost like 1.2 my so 30% 3.6 what is that 
Come on, math whiz. It's just short of 1.1. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I was in the ballpark. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to puke. You know, I get it. You know, the Uncle Sam's got to eat too, but come on. That's crazy. That is nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's close to, well, not close, but anyhow, speaking of money, we all love it. And we all love saving. We all love money. Yep. Yep. We all love saving money. You know how you could save money, Rob? You could actually save 75 big bucks on the 2022 CDT membership by signing up for PointsBet and using the code CGT22. That's CGT22. Making a bet, and then we would notify you of your sign up. We'll get the notification, and we'll send you your discount code to sign up for the Chicago Golf Tour. And you could sign up for the Chicago Golf Tour, saving seventy five bucks. So it's a great deal, Rob. It is a good deal. So it's a it's a round of golf. Absolutely, it's a an expensive round of golf. That's a that's a round golf at a nice nice course. Yes, it is. Or just at a course during like mid summer rates. True. And then also on the site, we have the uh, season kickoff information. So if you're on the fence and you want to check out some information about it, head to the site and you can see what the day is going to be about. And you can register for what you want to play in. And yeah, because we're getting there, we're getting close. It's the middle of March already. It's true. And until then, Rob, until next episode, we'll see you in the fairway. See you in the fairway, Tom. All right, buddy. We'll see you.